New on Curiosity Stream. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian. Tycoons are in many ways the lifeblood of society. They are willing to put everything out there. They're willing to lose everything. See how the super elite use their money and power to shape our lives on Tycoons. Plus, from Japan's unbreakable super code to the algorithm mining your Bitcoin, we're breaking down the world's most famous encryptions on cracking the code. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Lighting. Lighting's good. Nice. Doesn't look too bad. So, good morning and welcome everybody to our show. I'm Daryl and this is my friend TK and this is the Toronto Real Estate Show. That was a good intro. That was nice. Well, You've been I, working I, on that one. I, I, yeah. I thought about it once. You thought about it once. That's good. Yeah. Sometimes that's, that's you got to start with a thought, so. Thank you to all 23 of our subscribers. Whoa. Thanks to those of you that are watching our show regularly. We really love you and appreciate you. This thing is taken off. I think I found another computer at my house to subscribe from. So, uh, you know, that helped out. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for that. Pumped up our numbers. I no so, longer care about the numbers, but we, we are. Usually, we usually are meeting. We're usually meeting on Sunday mornings to do this, but uh, we're doing this a little early because of the recent release of uh, information. Correct. This is a special episode. I'm going to put an effect June. on my voice there later. Yeah, let's. <laughs> we don't need the effect, but June 2020 uh, market results came out. So uh, yeah, obviously, this is making making a lot of news. It's been crazy. So here, I'll do the headlines quickly because they're all basically the same. Sure. Remax, COVID-19 can't slow demand in Toronto real estate market. No kidding. How about this one? Despite the pandemic, Toronto house prices soar to an all-time new high in June. House prices, I love it. Look at that. All-time new high in June. I love it. Toronto $930,000. That includes all condos. Uh, detached to town, semis, everything. $930,000, $869, which is up 11.9% year over year. Yes. Well, so we have this article says Toronto home prices in June exceed pre-COVID levels, growing 2% since February from Treb. So the newly named Treb. Treb, yep. So this one's saying 2%. But Toronto, that's, I, yeah, this is from prior February to COVID. So, that, so that's a month-over-month month calculation from February. They're, they're figuring out exactly because we saw a decrease in the seasonally adjusted prices in um But compared uh, to February, April it says since February. And May. Pardon me? Compared to February or compared since February. February? Compared to February. So February 2020. Thing. Yeah, okay. That's the peak, right? Because March was a half month. So February was our last full month of like yeah, yeah. mayhem. Everything was really, really crazy. Prices were going up, uh, reaching new highs again. And so now we're saying, hey, we're even up from that. Not just June 2019, but we're actually up from February 2020. It's an interesting point to take uh, the measurement from because I'll bet you if you go two more weeks into March, that number is probably zero because those two weeks in March went crazy, right? Yeah, we we would be um, 
good, even, good point. Which, good which point. is fine. I, I, I mean, would be closer. even yeah. is good too, considering what's going on. So here, 12%. Yeah, and a lot of areas were, were well above the first two weeks of March, but some areas, you're right. I haven't seen, uh, you know, the same prices in every single neighborhood. What's up next? What do we got? Toronto's real estate market is rebounding fast as pandemic restrictions lift. Yep. Toronto home prices soar as listings remain low, but some question how long that will last. Ooh, Ooh. scary. How long will that last? It's and true. Then, we got a lot of stuff. Big what, uh, federal I, deficit this year. I know you want. A lot of. Uh, I know you want to get to the the meat and potatoes here. Let's do it. So, like, like I said, I mentioned about the increase in sales. I think the biggest thing for me is this: um, when we're looking at you know, average prices, right? So take this, let's say in uh, February, okay, there's two sales total and both sales are for a million dollars. Now in March, there's another two sales and this time, so the average price in February is a million dollars, clearly. In March, there's two sales, one's for a million, one's for two million. So the average price in March is 1.5 million. So did those million dollar houses go up half a million dollars because the average prices did? Sure. No. Of course not. No, and of course, and you have a very a much smaller sampling than normal as well, right? Sure. So that example though highlights how these statistics are being presented as being this huge price increases that you know everyone should be expecting twelve percent or more, but the number of sales two million dollars and above compared to June two thousand nineteen were up forty two percent. So now, as far as a weighted average, when you're looking at what house prices are being considered for the average house price in Toronto, we've got 42% more listings over $2 million factoring into that equation. That's going to bump up the average sale price by a lot more than maybe what it really is, right? So that's something that everyone really has to consider um, because at the end of the day, that's something that we do look at to make sure that the numbers that are coming out are being released and that there's not going to be any type of confusion um, and as a, as you know, as an agent, you know, when you're looking into this kind of stuff, you don't want to be fooled by thinking that everything that uh, the government or the sorry the Toronto Real Estate Board releases is going to be um, uh, beneficial. So there is a um, significant change in something which they call the um, HPI House Price Index, Home Price Index, um, and that's something that we have to look at sometimes too to figure out um, how much of an increase. So we're looking at somewhere you know, um, under 12% where you could be looking at average depending TREB totals for um, uh, all sector, all segments combined is 8.17%. So not 12. 12% is when you're starting to factor in, you know, that there's so many more expensive houses. But when you do adjust that based on which houses are being sold, how many bedrooms, square footage and everything else, the real number is 8.1% that I would use. How does that sound? Sounds like there's a party Less going on part. in the background. Are oh, you, is there a wrestling match going on there? Might be a wrestling match going on up there. Nice. Yeah, I mean, listen, you can spin the numbers any way that you kind of want, depending on what number you look at and at what point in time and what mm -hmm. you want to try and get across, right? So, sure. If you look at the the numbers, though, it seems like there's a very 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 obvious um story and that that's like the market is taken off right from where it left off um, yes like right from where it left off so uh, what i thought was pretty interesting was okay so sales last three years 
Um, you can see 2020 was pretty much in line with, in, uh, you know, the last few years in January, maybe closer to 2017 in February, which was a hot year, uh, down from uh, 2017, but up from 18 and 19 in March. And I mean, imagine where it was heading in April if yeah. March is only half a month here, right? So, I mean, yeah. we were to, we were to, definitely seen 2017 levels in March and God knows what in April. And so, so, I mean, I was just saying to my partner that as annoying as it is, because we're trying to sell a property right now, I mean, this pandemic has really done the Toronto real estate market kind of a favor and cooled it off. There wasn't government intervention that like slowed it down this time. But I mean, mm -hmm. it was gonna run away. You can just see it, and and I mean, all the news was so positive. People were just flooding in here, which is great too. But this just gave us a little bit of a like reprise from just Crazyville, and now it'll let us kind of ramp back up to Crazyville over a few months now. Hopefully, I mean, I don't know what the next few months bring, but every stat that I'm looking at, I mean, look, we're right in line with where we should be for June, and. Yep. I mean, it's June or July. This so, is I mean, going to be one of the best Julys on record. I can already it's tell. It's probably going to be a put it on, put it in July. writing, and sign my name on the bottom. That's that's what that's what I'm seeing right now in the freehold market. That's but that's if if we could stay on pace with one of the last three years that were all unbelievably amazing years, then okay. So we, it would be great if we could have just dodged a big bullet, taken this little hit here for a few months, and just chug away uh like nobody's business and, and that's sure. really what i see in the stats here um like we talk about our sales well, let's to go to listings go back up yeah right so new listings right so so this is a huge part of what determines you know how active the market's going to be and so if we start to see the sales and listings become out of out of uh, proportion, we're going to start having issues. So right now, because there is still uh, an undersupply, we've got a very, very, very low um, uh, what we call months of inventory. So we have about 1.6 months of inventory in June. So it'll take 1.6 months to be able to sell all the current inventory at the current rate of sales. That's very low. In February and March, we had some numbers that are, you know, low 1.2, 1.3, something along those lines, which is a very strong multiple offer. Uh, you know, prices aggressively moving up every single week. That kind of that kind of market. We had that in June. If we start to see that fall, because it's hard to paint a picture that more people are going to be putting their houses on the market in July. Like it really is. There, there's no. There's no easy way for us to explain that, right? Because more people will want to go on vacations. More people want to take time off. People still don't want people in their homes. The mortgage deferrals are protecting people. So if they are, uh, are you know, hurting for, for money, they probably can hang on another few more months. There might be extensions on the mortgage deferrals that they've talked about. Um, but we're definitely seeing a lot more buyers. And the buyers, I'm seeing new buyers come into the market. I'm getting calls from people just starting because they had plans earlier. They put them on hold. And now they're coming into the market in July, which is not typical. And are these first-time buyers that are calling you? Or? Several first-time buyers uh, and people who are, you know, I got somebody who's looking to uh, downsize. You know, I got people who are making moves, right? Just typical uh, scenarios, right? So... Uh, that months of inventory, if we start to see that fall uh, from already a low number in June, we could be in a really, really, really aggressive competitive seller's market in the freehold uh, segments in July and August. 
Yeah, and I mean, the, the demand obviously is not waning. That, that mm -hmm. is apparent, right? So it's just going to be supply. And I mean, we can get into it in the next, uh, in the next episode because we're talking about stats. But I mean, it's obvious that uh, Ontario and the city of Toronto are like already trying to do whatever it takes to get this economy and the real estate market humming with, with, uh, with mm -hmm. a couple of policies and just construction policies and pushing things through the, the permit application. But the, again, the, if you look at even the, 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 the new listings, like we're right where we're supposed to be again. Yeah, we just don't want to see that uh, that uh, those numbers come up on that chart. It, it's uh, going in to interest rates. Interest rates right now have just been lowered as far as the bank rates go, um, and the five-year fixed rate you can get under two percent. Yeah, like that's insane. Well, and I just that, saw an article about uh, that they're like opening up the floodgates for the immigration again too, and they're like inviting in thousands and thousands of people skilled workers who are going to need some place to live and they're going to want to be Absolutely. close to the jobs right absolutely yeah so those are all great what's the next chart there you have daryl um we got the sales to new listings ratio okay yep so that was the uh which we were just talking about, about that a whole bunch great. of times average resale price which we've talked about which is just crazy like look we're at, at that we're at the highest price ever for june ever fantastic that includes all areas so that's something to think about but that's that's great but i i, I don't know is this, this must be highest price ever forget about june like ever that's what i mean in june it was the highest price ever yeah yeah and then these charts i don't really understand what they're telling me <laughs> affordability <laughs> indicator looks like we're not getting any more affordable we're not getting any more affordable that's for sure right no, that's but again interest worse. rates being low all that kind of stuff. They're building more affordable units out there right now. The city's obviously got a lot of stuff in play. Um, but, you know, the biggest thing is when people are talking to me about average prices and they're saying, oh, my gosh, my house must be worth more, is I just look at what houses were being sold in June. And, and the huge increase in that luxury market really does um, uh, impact the uh, the average prices. So you just got to be careful when you're looking at that. Condos, on the other hand, we've seen our inventories double. One of my condo listings, I looked at the inventory from last week compared to this week, and it's up 16.8%. So that's in the C1 uh, waterfront in Niagara districts, you know, down by the waterfront, west side of the city and uh, of the core. And you had a 17% increase in inventory in two plus one bedrooms. But that so makes you're talking sense. About, I mean, you're talking about inventory piling up now in the condo market. Sure. And we're getting further away from a strong seller's market prices haven't started to come down yet but people just really aren't accepting lower prices um eventually someone's gonna say i need to sell and if i can't sell at the price that my neighbor got three months ago then i'm gonna have to lower the price and that's gonna start sending new trends and, and i'm already seeing that I'm, I'm you know again i'm not here to you know have a crystal ball but i'm already seeing a softening condo, condo market um in in the downtown core 100 percent, it's yeah. very clear to me what's happening i'm sure that that's that that's the case but i'm also sure that that's a temporary thing that's going to get absorbed once things get back to normal that's going to we disappear. need we need immigration we need foreign students we, we need all that type of stuff to be in those downtown units there's plenty of people in the gta who don't need to live downtown with all the job changes and all that stuff so um yeah you're right you're right it can be absorbed if, if we can uh, have an influx of demand coming from those typical type of downtown buyers. Yeah, and even with the amount that's on the market, like it doesn't last long. I don't know how many months it would be considered, but it would have to get really crazy for us, again, to go from crisis mode into like 
balanced or even buyer's market. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. seeing yeah. like new, I, th- these are, these are MLS. This is all resale stats too, right? This doesn't include yeah. new, which I mean, new is basically dead. And now I'm starting to see that starting like a couple of launches starting, but new condos is basically dead. Like nobody's buying that. Well, you just, no, you just can't go into the sales center. You so yeah. the developers aren't, aren't launching them. That's, that's the truth. That's the truth. But they're I, holding I, off right now. I think, yeah. oops, these, these, these are all like, if you look at this as a, as a big picture, I mean, okay. So year over year, total residential transactions were down 1.4% after a pandemic. Okay. We're like yeah. only 1.4%. Uh, and- then what, what's this next one? Seasonally adjusted. What is that? Sales also Just the month, the month. Uh, yeah, so that's before. irrelevant, completely irrelevant. Average price. We talked about amazing, uh, new listings up sales to new listings ratio down, which is a good thing, right? So right now, um, we, uh, I think an interesting stat is we're we're halfway through the year. So we're done two quarters. We've got, um, you know, a certain amount of sales. We're, we're less sales overall, uh, about 18% than we were at the same time in 2019. Okay. So if you think about it and just kind of very logically here that there's a consistent amount of people who are looking to buy and sell every single year. So because of 18% of those people were not able to buy in the first two quarters of this year for various reasons, it should indicate that the last two quarters of this year are going to have an increase in sales that are going to be higher than it normally would be because there's going to be this huge amount of pent-up demand from the first two quarters where people's capabilities were taken away from them in, in different in different types of uh, ways so, so that's that's what i'm expecting is to now start seeing a huge increase in sales at least for the third quarter to be able to uh make up for what was lost in the first and second spread itself over the rest of the second half of the year yeah. Same volume, just spread out differently than normal. And if listings don't keep up, that puts pressure on prices. Prices are going to go crazy. So, so what what are we advising all 23 subscribers to do that need are thinking about selling? Get your house on the market as soon as possible. Take advantage. All right? of you. Take advantage. Now. Get out there. Make, 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 make it happen. Whatever it is that you need to do, right? And if you're thinking about buying, well, if the prices are going up, then sooner than later is probably your best bet. Yeah. And, you know, I was also saying, I was talking to my partner right before we got, we got on this call or that started the podcast is like, this should not be and isn't the surprise like this. If you know the Toronto market and you've been studying the Toronto market for years, this is like how Toronto's market should be responding right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then if you add in the great, you know, job that the government actually did in this, which is surprising that those words are even coming out of my mouth. But when you add that in, like we, 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 I think we have a foundation for, for a really, really strong takeoff right now. I mean, look, property days on the market are down 13%. Like things are just moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're we're definitely seeing that. I had a listing this week that sold 400,000 over asking. 400,000 over asking. Yeah. It was, it was aggressively priced, but it, it sold a hundred grand more than the last uh, sale on the street. That was also detached, like similar. Um, that was, that was also a nicer house. So, you know, it shows that the markets increased quite a bit 
year over year because it was actually a better house that sold across the street. So it could be maybe a two hundred thousand dollar swing. That other house probably would go for two hundred or for, for two million now, um, just because of the the way that it was. Did it have still, a pool? Four hundred k over asking. Somebody was willing to to move forward. It was a detached uh, house in the core. Did it have a pool? No pool. No tiny little you know twenty by one hundred and twenty foot lot. So what was the what was the ask price? One five. In the core? Yeah. Leslieville. Yeah, that's aggressively priced. That's aggressive. Yeah. That's the neighborhood has the appetite for that. That's what the seller, uh, you know, understood. And that's what his plan was. And everybody was sort of under the same, uh, you know, how many offers seven. Nice. Mm -hmm. And so where did the offers start? Uh, the offers all came in good. There was a wide range. People just don't know the area and stuff like that. And in the end, three guys were all sort of at the very top, all bidding against each other to make, to make it work. It was very close. So that's, that's the reality. Yeah. And, people, know, and so like, people know that area better than others. Right. So there's going to be disparity between values. Right. Well, and like you said last week, like there's still six other buyers out there looking for a house, right? Exactly. And, last night, and, I had two multiple offers last night. Yeah. Two, two other listings had multiple offers. How many offers? How many offers? Three on one and two on the other. Okay. So, so we had two, three. So we had seven people. No, we had nine people lose out on just deals that you were working on in the last couple of days. So they're yeah. still looking for houses. And yeah. you're not the only realtor in town, although you are the best. That's um, what they say. That's what they say. Yeah. Um, Every like there must be so people, many of, buyers out buyers, there. Right? There's a lot of buyers who are like cash in hand, ready to go. I'm ready to buy, you know, find me the right house. And um that's that's the reality. That's just the way that's the market we're in right now. And because if there's no options for the buyers, all those prices that I that I, you know, have seen in the last two days are all record prices. You know, and I'm not gonna say like I'm I'm that, you know, that great and, and everything else too. There's a lot that we did to attract the buyer willing to pay that much money, but at the end of the day, it's it's pretty clear um, to reflect the, the current market conditions. Yeah. So once again, the theme is the Toronto real estate market is on fire. You cannot stop this thing no matter what you do to it. I think mm -hmm. we're, uh, we're lucky that we live in such a wonderful city and that we're part of uh, such a fun game. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this is going to be exciting the next couple of weeks. I mean, I can't imagine news getting bad. Yeah, I think I think we wanted to get this, uh, you know, this, these stats out there. I think I think we accomplished that. I think this was a great a great podcast today, Daryl. I agree completely. We nailed it. We nailed it. We nailed it. I think we nailed uh, it. So thanks you know, everybody once again. Talk about it. Subscribe, please. Subscribe, please. Add if you are watching this. List subscribe please or come check us out on google podcasts itunes podcasts and spotify podcasts we Amazing. are in the spot the the spodcast business whatever the uh, hell that thank means. you to all our sponsors yes even if you don't know that you're our sponsor yet we do uh we do appreciate your support and uh on that note we will <laughs> talk to you tomorrow Awesome.
new on CuriosityStream. Have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.